Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3 cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Vince and Zach. And we're here with a special bonus episode because last week DC announced the uh well, I, I wanna let Zach I wanna let Zach introduce this because Zach is so excited about this. So Zach, what happened last week with DC Comics? Uh they they announced 5G. <laughs> uh, what's it called now? It's called 5G. Vince, what's it called now? It's called 5G. Jim Lee was very clear about that. <laughs> it's it's called... called Future State. So yeah. Future State, we had we had known a little bit about this. We had heard that there was something going to be happening in in the new year in January about Future State, but now we know what it looks like, and basically what it looks like is 5G. <laughs> it looks like, and and this has not been confirmed anywhere. But it appears that these are the issues that were commissioned for DC's now shuttered 5G initiative, repackaged with maybe some new stuff in there. I really don't know. We don't know at all. Um, But into a two-month event. In these two months, there are going to be some anthologies that will have, I think it's four stories in it apiece, Uh, a Batman, a Superman, and a Justice League anthology as well as a number of uh, two-issue miniseries, and I think a couple of one-shots also, that basically make up the future state, um, you know, lineup. And before we dig in too deep, how are you boys feeling about the just the, the general concept of, of future state? Oh, dude, aren't those anthology-style issues something that we've talked about on this show before like 100 <laughs> percent. how many times have we talked about having uh you know instead of 12 batman titles you have one oversized batman title a week or two a month or something but they have like four or five stories in them and they span the length and breadth of the bat family characters like the, man were it that i were running dc comics th- this is essentially what it would look like with a few tweaks in my like ideal publishing landscape. Zach? Oh, absolutely. This is the best. I am very tempted to just buy all this. Just to vote he was, with my dollar. He was pricing it out like a like like me, like he's me or something. <laughs> <a> sicko. <laughs> the other day. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's almost enough to buy a uh, the digital version of the PS5. <laughs> That's that is fucking insane when you put it in those terms. Like you can ha- you can have a console that's gonna last you you know the next five to seven years, or you can have a month or two's worth of comics. <laughs> I, I mean the con- the console you have to buy games for it, so it's not exactly apples to orange, apples to apples well, rather. Y- yes, but I mean you're you're yes, but but the the machine is the thing, you know, like yes, that's the big money investment. Sure. The games you you pick here and there, and you know you can be as choosy as you want, and you can look for sales and things like that. But anywho, yes. All right, so let, let, let's dig into the uh, – let me just say, too, I'm very excited about this as well. Um, I I am very curious, and we'll talk about this sort of at the end, about 
what this means in terms of the comics leading up to this and coming out of this. But for now, let's just talk about the books themselves. So I, I'm just going to go through all the different things that we that we know so far, okay? So there are two Bat anthologies. I presume they'll be alternating weeks. They're each four issues, and this is an eight-week event. But we have the next, sorry, the, the next Batman is the name of the first one. And this features uh, the next Batman by John Ridley, Nick Darrington, and Laura Braga. Outsiders by Brandon Thomas and Sumit Kumar. Arkham Knights by Paul Jenkins and Jack Herbert. Batgirls by Vita Ayala and Aneki. And Gotham City Sirens by Paul Sayenbergen and Emmanuel Lupacino. Um, let's talk about that batch before we get into the next one. Uh, Batgirls, that, that's got to be spoiler and orphan right it is i think they've already shown that because they've shown the the concept art and it looks yeah. fantastic mm -hmm. that's that's the gabagool right there mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that justifies the whole effort <laughs> i think for me for me I, i'm i am the batgirls boy what else from that batch stands out to you guys i mean the ridley darrington batman yeah yeah. Um, and, and I have to say, all of those interest means to to some degree. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know what all of them mean. Like, I don't know what Arkham Knights is necessarily going to be. I didn't see all the. It's concept gonna art. be Astrid Arkham dunking on Bruce for killing her mom <laughs> with the battering. That's right. Yes. Wait a second. Yeah. Bruce doesn't kill accidentally. We know this. He doesn't. He's never has. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to be a running theme with all of these. I can think of, I can think of maybe one or two exceptions of a book where, the premise alone has me turned off. Out of like, how many, forty, forty announcements, fifty announcements, what, however many there are. Yeah. Um, and I think like, that doesn't mean they're all going to turn out. You know, let as with everything half of these are going to be meh and a handful of them are going to be no good. That's just, that's how this stuff always works. I mean, go back to like, go back to the last time they did the two, two uh, month event convergence, right? The premises of most of those sounded great to me. And then in the end, like 10 of them were really good. Right. 10 of them were really bad. And the rest were like middling, you know, sure. somewhere in, somewhere in between. That's how it always happens. That's that's just corporate comics. That's what it's how these things work. Yeah. But based on the premise and the creative teams, there's almost nothing in here that I am just like, nope, that's that is a nope for me, you yeah. know. So the second oversized anthology is Future State Dark Detective, and this features Dark Detective by Mariko Tamaki and Dan Mora, Grifters. Oh, baby. Yeah, Grifters by Matthew Rosenberg and Carmine D.G. Domenico, and Red Hood by Joshua Williamson and Giannis Milonio Giannis. Now, I let me just say, no one is a less big fan of Red Hood than me, but <laughs> I, Williamson and Milono Giannis, who does a bunch of Turtles stuff, TMNT stuff, like that's a that's an intriguing combo for that character. Have Have you seen the preview art that Williamson put out for that? I have not. No. He he released it on his Twitter and it looks incredible. Are you familiar uh, with Giannis's work? I I think so, but not 
not it's very really closely. Good. It's really yeah. He did well, a bunch of in- our like uh, Hellboy months and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and he's just he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I'll, I'll try and see if I can find it and send it to you guys in the chat. It it looks so good. Um, but anybody listening can go look at Josh Williamson's uh, Twitter from around the time that this announcement was made, which is uh you know a week or two ago um looks so good and then there are also these mini series that were announced that i believe are one or two issues uh this first one is like uh someone took my dream journal and made it reality future state uh batman superman by gene yang and ben oliver then we got catwoman by ram v and otto schmidt the return of the auto uh harley quinn by stephanie phillips and simone de Nightwing by Andrew Constant and Nicola Scott, and Robin Eternal by Megan Fitzmartin and Eddie Barrows. The idea of Robin Eternal, I mean, I I have no idea what that even means, but I love it. Yeah, it it means it's spinning into a new year-long weekly Robin (laughs) title. Yeah, uh, Zach just sent this... um, some of this concept art and it looks like vigilante is part of this book uh-huh. and that looks great yeah yes uh, um it's interesting some of these creators you know the press release that dc sent out a lot of these names aren't people that i'm familiar with um some of them are but a lot of them are people from tv um mm-hmm. a lot of them are people who have worked on uh, some of the um OGNs and like uh young adult and uh young reader books that DC has done um it's uh pretty much lines up with what uh we had been hearing all along about 5G um but you know not not being familiar with some of these creators I am you know I do like some of the stuff that they've worked on um Brandon Vietti worked on Young Justice um uh, this uh, Meg- Megan Fitzmartin, who's doing the Robin Eternal book, she worked on uh, Supernatural at one point, which it, <laughs> way back there's, in the day I was a big Supernatural head. So there's a couple um, Supernatural writers that got roped into this too. Yeah, there's an, there's at least one other one. It's also nice to see some of the folks that have been somewhat silo- sidelined recently. Like Vita Ayala was getting some DC stuff and then hadn't for a bit. Um, I don't know if Matthew Rosenberg has ever done DC stuff before, but he was he was in one of the um one of the anthologies creatives. Right? Well, he was in one of the creative summit. He was he was uh he was in that. What okay. what, were the, what did they call that again? The new artist showcases or whatever. Yeah, whatever that was. Okay. Yeah. But also like Paul Jenkins hadn't been around in a little while. Um you know Yeah, so... he's a weird he's a weird name on here because like most of these most of these are, are either younger creators or creators who are just like fairly new to DC. And he's kind of an old guard guy. He's like one of the, na- you know, not, not, I don't mean that in a negative or positive way, but like, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. He's the I'm, one name he's on been there around like, like pre 2000s. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just want to also say it's interesting to see that a lot of the writers are these, these new guard guys. But a lot of the artists, I mean, Jack Herbert's a name we've seen a lot, Lupacchino, uh Domenico, Ben Oliver, Otto Schmidt, Nicola Scott, Eddie Barrows. It seems like they're they're pulling out some of their 
like really reliable but really good artists for this. Yeah, and that excites Cully me. Hamner, John yeah. Timms, Joel Jones. Yeah, um, yeah, and some folks like 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 Valentine Delandro, who did I think Bitch Planet with yeah. um with Kelly Sue kind of like he is somebody that I don't think has done DC work in years, if at all. Mm. Um, yeah. So and, just and that, Dan he, Mora, he, he too, mostly did. I don't... He... Oh, sorry, Zach. Oh no, go ahead. Just jumping off of what Brian said, he he mostly did Marvel stuff aside from Bitch Planet. Like I, he did some Marvel Knights stuff. He did, yep. I think he did some of the IDW Marvel stuff. I, I don't know that he's done other DC work. Anyway, sorry, Zach. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say getting they've got Dan Mara Mora. I mean Dan Mora, who I I don't think has done a ton of DC stuff. Um, Lots of covers but, lately. Yeah, but they've kind of tapped him. You know, he did the big um, the sort of splash page reveal thing. Yeah, the big which the we'll big talk about later. Like, yeah, yeah, he did that, um, and I think designed a good number of the characters, some of the newer characters too, are and so kind of played a big role in that, which is cool. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, like, yeah, the, it's interesting. The art side of this is a lot more recognizable, and it's some of the like not quite what I would call like DC. They're they're what I think of as DC's A tier, but maybe not, you know, people who get kind of overlooked, like Schmidt, yes. like Nicola Scott, like um kind of ben getting Oliver. to the, the, Yeah, Ben Oliver. Yeah, ben <laughs> Oliver, Riley Rosmo, uh Marguerite Savage, like all of like this is gonna look fantastic. Yes, it is. Javi Fernandez, um yeah. Rafa Sandoval, man. <laughs> yeah. so look really good. Let's move over. Just I want to get through all these announcements. Jen Bartel. Yeah. Jen Bartel's yeah. drawing one of these. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for the Superman books, there is the Superman of Metropolis, by which is the name of the the oversized one, which is by Sean Lewis and John Timms. The Guardian by Sean Lewis and Kali Hamner. Mister Miracle by Brandon Ellis and Valentine Delandro. Uh, we have Brandon, Superman. Brandon Easton. I'm sorry, Brandon Easton. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, we have uh, Superman War- Worlds of War by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Michael Janine. That's the title of that uh, anthology. Midnighter by Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, and Gleb Melnikov. And Black Racer by Jeremy Adams and Siva Ohm or Quom. I can't read my own note here. Uh, Ohm, I believe, O-U-M. And then Wonder Woman is somehow mixed in with the Superman family, but she's getting her own books. So I'm fine with it. Um Immortal Wonder Woman by Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, and Jen Bartel, and Nubia by L.L. McKinney, uh, Aletha Martinez, and Mark Morales. And then we have one-shots. House of L by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Scott Godlewski. That's a one-shot. Kara Zor-El Superwoman by Marguerite Bennett and Marguerite Savage. Oh, That's baby. the uh, the uh, Bombshells crew back together. Legion of Superheroes by Bendis and Riley Rosmo. Good for Riley getting on that book. Superman Wonder Woman by Dan Waters and Layla Del Duca. Man, this is art is just incredible. Superman versus Imperious Lex by Mark Russell and Steve Pugue. And that's a three-issue miniseries. That's the only book extending beyond this. And then a Wonder Woman one uh, miniseries by Joel Jones. Oh! Yeah. And then real quickly, there are three Justice League anthologies. Uh, Justice League by Josh Williamson and Robson Roca. And Justice League Dark by Ram V. And Marcio Takara, uh, Future State Green Lantern by and there's a 
story in there called Lanterns Lost by Jeffrey Thorne and Tom Rainey and Tales of the Green Lantern Corps by Josie Campbell, Ryan Caddy, and Ernie Altbacker with Sam Rebosri and Clayton Henry. Uh, Future Squad, Future Slate, Future State Suicide Squad by Robbie Thompson and Javi Fernandez and Black Adam by Jeremy Adams and Fernando Pissarin. And the miniseries Aquaman by Brandon Thomas and Daniel Sampier. The Flash by Brendan Vietti and Dale Eaglesham. Teen Titans by Tim Sheridan and Rafa Sandoval. Shazam by Tim Sheridan and Eduardo Pansica. And Swamp Thing by Ram V and Mike Perkins. Yeah. Damn. That's uh, Marie Javins, everybody. Well, so, so but here's the thing. This might all be Dan DiDio. <laughs> like, well, well, yes, but but I think Javins had to. From from what I from what I gather, just reading between the lines, I, I think Javins kind of oversaw the the stitching this up. Oh, yes. aspect yes. of this. Yeah, I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bet that. Hmm. I think the majority of the anthology stuff is probably true 5G stuff. But I'm going to wager a lot of the minis and one-shots are new, are Mm. made for this event. Interesting. Okay, so let's do this. Let's talk about the teaser image for a minute, and then let's get into some thoughts. Okay, so yeah, we don't know who all these characters are. We have some ideas and I think we have most of it figured out. But let's just go through bit by bit here. So starting in the upper left corner, we have Zatanna and we think that's just plain old Zatanna, right? Mm-hmm. Directly beneath her. Is that Clark Kent Superman? Is that Kal-El? I think so. I would think so. Yeah, he has kind of a, a weird collar on him. And he's wearing the Kingdom Come Superman logo, or and he's got like. he's got chains too, which seems like something that would happen on War World. I would yeah. guess. Yeah, that that tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, beneath him is a Catwoman. We don't know if that's Selena or not. Um, I believe it is. I, I I would I would guess so, but who knows? And then under him is what appears to be the Black Racer, but also mem- maybe a member of the Legion, right? He that character is featured on the cover of Legion of Superheroes. There are a number of Legion characters on here, and I think I read that this may be the new League of Substitute Heroes. Okay, I mean he's on skis. And he is on skis. To me, that is just so that is the Black Racer, right? But it may be there is a Black Racer that is in one of the Superman books. Mm-hmm. But it is a female character. Oh, I did not realize that. Okay. I All think right. that was mentioned in one of the, in solicits. the solicits. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's a Legion character. Um, to his right, we see what we presume is Bruce Wayne in in a new Bat costume. That is, yep. Um, that's, that's Punished Bruce. That's yes. Punished Bruce, yep. Directly above him is Harley Quinn. Have about... you guys seen the Harley Quinn theory? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Share yes. it, please. There's a theory that this is not Harleen Quinzel, but is actually Punchline. Okay. 
That's interesting. Okay. Uh, right above her is um, Swamp Thing with, like, Hellboy horns on him. And uh, I'm going to skip over the Wonder Woman character for a second. Straight up top is we think that's probably Connor Kent, right? It, it certainly looks like Connor. But specifically, this is a super character who is on the cover of Suicide Squad. So this might be the Earth 3, some sort of Earth. Because isn't the Suicide Squad in this the Earth 3? Book? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. so it might so be Earth 3 like Connor Earth, Earth 3's, yes, yeah. Okay. And then uh, to finish out the sort of the left-hand side of the image, we're thinking that's Diana, right, with the gray streak in her hair? It is, yeah. Yeah. Wearing... That'll be that'll be the, that'll be the um death metal issue 7. Yeah. Link link to this for yeah. sure. You think so? Oh yeah. I think so too. Yeah. She is... is she's the immortal Wonder Woman now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh she is also wearing uh it looks like a bat utility belt mm-hmm. and possibly the Superman cape. Yes. So so and she... mm-hmm. and a gre- like uh, something green around her neck. It's it's a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. Uh, so, so so she is like the the avatar of the Justice League, essentially. Uh, and then below her, we get a character that some people seem to think is John Stewart, um, which I think is fascinating. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And then is that that's another Legionnaire character, or is that the Imperious Lex there? No, that is a Legion character. Okay. It's a Legion character who looks to have, like, a brainiac, uh, like, a, a prehensile brainiac growing off of the back of his suit or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is disgusting. It is disgusting. Guys uh, only want one thing, and it's a prehensile <laughs> brainiac growing off their back. <laughs> Starting from the top, uh, we get um, the next a column over. We see Grifter. Freaking Deadpool. (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke for James Johnston only. (laughs) Uh, It's Grifter. And then below that, we get the new Wonder Woman. Yes. Who we're not entirely sure of who she is. But we do know her name. What is her name, Zach? (sighs) Yara Floor. Yes. Um, And she's from Brazil. I think. Yeah. And did you see that there's there was there was apparently in one of Steve Orlando's um Wonder Woman issues kind of the the sort of fill in arc that he did mm-hmm. uh recently. Um there was a reference to an unknown tribe of Amazonians that had been discovered and pe- people are wondering whether that's where she's from. Interesting. Interesting. Now, uh, I'm going to let Zach mention the next character there. They feel like to her one. left? To her left, yeah. Yeah, so th- I'm not... Uh, I missed um, the the Teen Titans cartoon oh, from kind I, of the... I thought you were a fan, that's why I was giving it to you. I'll talk about no, it. No, no, I'm not. I But I did... I looked this up. I missed that because I, I was just kind of... I just kind of aged out of okay. like when that was really popular. Um but I am very interested in the fact that this is a character uh, from that series that originated there. His name is Red X. Yes. And my understanding is that there have been like a number of Red X's, but the original one I think was a alter ego of Tim Drake. 
I believe uh, that's Dick Grayson. Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson. Yeah, Dick Grayson. Oh, was it not? Was that Dick in that series? Okay. No, no. Tim was the. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tim was the Robin, but the... they never said who the Robin was in that series. Oh, that's okay. like a big fan debate thing. Did okay. they not? I I I, I just did some like cursory reading. Yeah, I but... I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was like an alter ego of Robin in that series. There are there are a lot of theories about what Bat character that is. Yeah, there are. It's a cool design. It's yeah. good. And I know a lot of people, it seems like people are kind of likening this to like Harley Quinn crossing over into yes. DCU when that happened. Yeah. And then I'm I, saw let... a very, I saw a very cursed quote online from somebody saying, uh, I think you can skip this whole event except for the Teen Titans book because speculators say that that's going to be worth something with Red X in there. <laughs> Great. Oh Shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. This, I feel like this event is kind of a speculator's dream. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, it, and it, it will probably fall on his face. Uh, yeah. Speculation-wise. Speculation-wise. Uh, Vinci, I'm going to let you talk about the person who's under Diana. Uh, I don't, I don't want to. Why are you launching this at me because <laughs> weren't weren't we talking about this in our chat and weren't you very excited about this no i wasn't i, I was zach was, I was I, okay one. i'm trying to spread the love around here but zach no, I, <laughs> i'm not prepared to do that okay. I, I hate when you do that <laughs> hey when i ask you a question on your goddamn podcast <laughs> oh no the dc3 is over <laughs> it ended um i mean it, it's it's proteus right it's it's Proteus from the Hyper Clan, which was a team of uh, villains who were in the first arc of Grant Morrison and Howard Porter's JLA run. Uh, and it turned out that they were actually white Martians um, pretending to be superheroes. But this is very clearly Proteus from that. See, I could not have done nearly the job that Zach just did well, with that. I, I'm going to quote you. <laughs> in Lad's chat, saying, I'm going to do more research for this episode than I've ever done for anything in my life. And so I thought that maybe you live up to your word, but apparently I was wrong. I was talking about Sinestro Corps. Water. Sure you were. Yeah, sure you were. Anyway. I actually was. <laughs> well, it didn't show on the recording, buddy. <laughs> I read the parallax issue that neither of you read. <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's what go. I meant by that. Yes, that's what you meant by that. Perfect. Okay. Um, next up, we get uh, Aqualad, uh, who we've seen relatively recently, um, mm -hmm. but not terribly recently. We get this this new Batman, the next Batman, if you will. You uh, could. You One could, could say. One could say. Um, possibly... Uh, possibly um a member of the fox family luke or tim to be determined i have a theory about that what's your theory about that pal um this could be just like reading way too much into this uh, um but there has been some talk about the fact that there have been kind of like two different designs of this bat suit going around um, one that is kind of has like a typical more a more like typical black and gray like Batman color scheme and another one that is like more black with like gold a gold bat motif um, 
And there have been theories, you know, the theories of 5G, like, forever have said that this Batman is going to be Luke Fox, but now there's kind of been some rumblings and some teases that it might be Tim Fox, who is kind of the more troubled brother of the Fox family. I think we're going to have two Batman, and I think... Interesting. I think the one in the next Batman is going to be the Tim Fox character, and I think the one in Justice League is going to be Luke Fox. Oh, wild. That's my theory. I like that. Uh, who are these two characters, Zach, only calling Zach from now on, uh, in between Batman's feet and uh, and a super character? So well, that... the red the red one is Proto Man from Mega Man. <laughs> yes, no, it's Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so... R.I.P. Phil Hartman. <laughs> so the red skull robot looking character that's a legion character and the the character with the yellow and purple scheme i think is also a legion character i'm not positive about this character um with the the kind of blue electric blue looking suit um i'd have to go look at the legion cover and see if if they are all that i believe that might be a flash character it looks like a Flash character. Um, that ca- Okay, yeah, that character is not on the Legion cover. Um, so I don't think that they are Legion affiliated. Um, it looks like a Flash character. But I don't think that we've seen seen them on any of the covers yet. It's, um, not, it's not the Flash from the Suicide Squad. It's no, not the Flash. No, that's the one with the prosthetic legs and a lot of people are a little upset about that. And I, I kind of think rightfully so. It's not the one from the justice league issue that appears to maybe be our pal, captain boomerang jr. I don't know. I'm just joking. I have no idea. Um, okay. That was the rumor we had heard. And it's not, that character's not in the Flash cover either, so maybe it's not a Flash character. For some reason, I had thought that was a Flash character, but I could be totally wrong. It looks, I think it looks like a Flash character, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we've seen them on any of the covers yet. Okay. I'm, I'm quickly looking at the Legion cover if I can find it. Um, no, I, I don't believe they're in the Legion cover. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, that's a mystery character, and then uh, we get what we what we believe is Jonathan Kent, correct? Mm-hmm. And then we get the Flash with the prosthetic legs. Which, so, why? What is the general understanding of people being upset about this? So, the, what I've seen is that people seem there's the understanding that this like the this is an evil character, um, and by giving a Flash with prosthetics making this very well-designed flash with prosthetics be a villain is i think kind of disappointing some people sure i understand that i don't mean to be i would never want to be accused of carrying dc's water or anything like that but i do think Mm -hmm. with with stuff like this you kind of have to wait and see you really do like we don't know that they're going to be villainous like the the characters on the cover have been like drawn very menacingly and and with them being on our three i think there's this expectation but um yeah we don't know uh but that i think that's kind of just been like the knee-jerk reaction yeah 
And the final character then, is that another Legion character? Yeah, the one with the the blaster ray looking yeah. thing. That's another Legion yeah. character. So, uh, anyone have anything to say about any of these characters in, in particular? Mm. I I want to talk about the character that we that I said might be John Stewart. Mm-hmm. So I, I I've seen a couple different guesses, but John Stewart is I think has become sort of the consensus guess. And the only reason I, I maybe agree with that is because we see him wielding two characters, the, the two weapons rather that appear to have hard light constructs. One is greenish and maybe could be made from a ring, and the other one is is purplish and almost looks like the color of a star sapphire. And that is the ring that John wore at one point in the John's run, correct? Wasn't he the star sapphire? Um so no he so in john's run he wore the indigo oh, the ring, indigo but ring. In, the Vindi- in the venditti run he wore a star sapphire okay that's ring. what i'm thinking of then okay yeah um but so that's the only reason that maybe representing those two different colors yeah yeah I've, I've seen people say that they think that looks like it could be a star sapphire ring i've seen other people say that they think that looks more like a blast like he we're seeing like the front last right yeah front shot of a blaster um because it does look like based on some of the covers that um the green lanterns have like had to give up their rings um Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know and i'm i'm trying to make a connection with the costume too because like usually when you talk about costume redesigns or whatever or, or a character taking up a new mantle there's usually some elements in the costume that you can take and apply to like a costume you've seen before to, to try to figure out what the identity is supposed to be. Usually there's common elements, right? And so I'm looking at this thing across his chest and I'm wondering if we've ever seen that before on any other characters that would give us a clue. You know what this is, you know what this is giving me big vibes of what's that? Like, but like his look and then also um not the the main cover but one of the variants that looks like it's um uh it's a jamal campbell variant for this issue the first green lantern issue i'm gonna need help remembering it i always forget the name but what was the name of that lantern adjacent series that ran for like eight issues in the new 52 <laughs> that threshold i'm getting big threshold vibes from this hmm in what way? Just the design. It, it the the design looks like the character from that book to me uh-huh. in let my me, in my memory. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at. You know, the, the character is like holding a gun on this cover. They actually oh, don't God. look this that much alike at all. No, but it, <laughs> it, it 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 just like the concept of this book. The vibe I get. The yeah. vibe. The vibe. It's kind of this like. Um, are you talking about Justice League of America's vibe from the New 52? What? Are you talking about Justice League of America's vibe from the New 52? Okay. Just the way that, like, especially really, if you look at this, um, this, uh, Jamal Campbell cover, I feel like that's the thing that's, like, really sending me because it has a character on there that I think looks like, um, um, one of the Omega Men or, 
who who I think might have shown up in that book at one point. I really don't remember. I'm really just like bullshitting now. I don't know. This is all just a feeling <laughs> I have that I can't I can't explain, and I won't. You can't make me. <laughs> um. Okay, so that so Jeffrey Thorne did confirm that that is John Stewart. Okay. He said, you've never seen Jon Stewart like this. I cannot believe what they're letting us do. He's going to be nude, you guys. <laughs> it's Green Lantern's penis now. <laughs> wow. I do think that it's a gun that he's using because he has a holster on his hip that is open and empty it doesn't it's mean like, that he can't be gone. using the the like emotional spectrum sure you're right yeah you, you're you're not wrong so i, I want to talk about the sort of the function of this two-month period right do we think that we are going to see and we've seen little little teases here and there for some of these characters already is that going to ramp up in the next few weeks? Or is this going to come in sort of clean? I think kind of the next time we'll hear about it will be with the next batch of solicits. I, I kind of think they're going to just keep focusing on death metal stuff if you're talking about, like, press and, and teases. and. Well, okay, so so two things. You mean, wanna... like, in the I mean, in the Go. books. Yeah. I, I oh, mean, in like, the books. are we going to see... Because, like, you know, we've we've seen a couple little teases towards the future like specifically i'm talking about the the new batman stuff which we saw in joker war you know catwoman's um, suit looks a lot like this future suit that she wore in joker war like in the fake flash forwards yeah yeah i think we will see teases in the books for sure for some of this stuff especially the bat stuff um it seems like there's a lot of synergy in the bat stuff right now like grifter being a part of this yep um the fox is playing such a big role in in, in tynion's batman run right now and already having some john ridley penned stories about them even just I having really... the um that i'm sorry zach that that josh williamson yeah. written story with um spoiler and uh an yeah. orphan from the joker war special Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think it's kind the of as girl book getting canceled. Yeah, I think it's Go kind ahead. of a, it's it's as simple as like we're we're gonna see a lot of it in the bat stuff because the writer who's gonna be doing the bat stuff before this happens is the same writer as the one who will be doing it after, um, and has had a lot of, you know, arguably one of DC's top three writers at this point, um. Yeah, I didn't Probably. get to gush over him on the last episode, <laughs> and I still haven't heard you guys do it yet, but uh, very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so so he's probably intimately connected with what DC's plans are, and so he's seeding all of this stuff. I have to imagine that because Bendis is a part of this event, we will see some seeding of it in Superman and Legion, potentially, um, Catwoman maybe, but that's another that's another bat book. So that you know, but I think like I doubt we'll see any of this Flash stuff before it actually happens. Same with the Green Lantern stuff. I could I could see some Aquaman stuff because we haven't. She's not on this 
picture, but she's on in the Justice League. Andy, the, Andy, yeah, the the recent daughter of Arthur and Mara from Kelly Sue DeConnick's Aquaman run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I think it's yeah. kind of a fifty-fifty proposition. I don't think we'll see. The, the yeah, the Flash stuff and the Green Lantern stuff, I think, will almost be untouched before we actually get the event. Would be my guess. Um, and then but, what do we? Th- what do we? Th- I'm sorry, Vince. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, see, what do we expect to see on the other side of this? Because all of the press information says things like, you know, you'll be feeling. You know, we're going back to regular numbering after this, but you're going to be feeling sort of tremors from this for for a while. Do we think we're going to get like do we do we know is this a possible alternate future? Do we do we know sort of where this is set yet? It has to be there are big futures and vibes because whereas that was like, you know, a set five years in the future it's been said that this is taking place like between current times and the year 2030. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is kind of like a set time frame that they're working within. And, you know, I don't think DC is ever going to give us like a definitive future, but, you know, I, I definitely think, I mean, we already have the John Kent stuff, you know, he's already becoming Superman it seems or that has been heavily rumored mm-hmm. and, and I could see them continuing to move towards that. The wonder woman stuff kind of feels very logical lockstep and kind of like following up on post death metal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Brazilian bat- wonder woman is going to stick around in some way. I would think. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's going to be a big, big hit. Um, the Batman stuff is already kind of, being seeded by Tanyan. Um, um, what was the other thing? I mean, I think the Legion stuff, like Bendis is, if anything, I think that has like the most potential to be relevant because it's both like already in the future. It's the same writer. Um, I feel like that's almost kind of just kind of be like another issue of his ongoing series, really. Um, and then stuff like, I could really see whatever this is like being kind of like shaping whatever Green Lantern looks like after Morrison is done, mm-hmm. because that's gonna be a blank slate anyway. And and if that's the case, it looks like it looks like it could be very different from the traditional view of what Green Lantern is, or or like what John's established. You know, we talked in the Sinestro Core War episode about how you'd like to see somebody come back and tap into the extended cast of emotional spectrum characters. And if this is some kind of lead into that, you certainly wouldn't be able to tell from the characters who are featured in the way that they're talked about. Yeah. Uh, So it would be something very different from what we would expect, I think. Yeah. Well, I also want to like some of the characters who are being highlighted, like, um, you know, John Stewart gets star billing. Joe Mullane, the far sector Green Lantern, is in the Justice League. Um, Simon and Jessica uh, get mentioned in one of the, in the anthology, and um, this is kind of 
tangential but kind of reading the tea leaves a little bit there was that recent report of like what characters were going to be in the hbo max green lantern show and it's it's simon jessica guy and alan scott right yeah um which is very interesting and uh i wonder if dc might be backing off of like some of the you know the Hal, John, and Kyle stuff. Mm. You don't think they're just saving that for a, a higher profile? Maybe. I don't know. I think that they're going to... I think we're done with Hal Jordan for a while after Morrison. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, too. I, I think what you're going to see is if... If... DC is moving away from the sort of periodical based comics we've always been getting. What I think you can see with the book like Green Lantern is they can do a year without Hal and not explain it too much. It's if there's less of a shared universe, no one's going to be asking where's Hal if the Green Lantern book is a Simon and Jessica book for a while, right? Um so I I could see that. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, I don't want to get too excited about this because I feel like ultimately this is just a two-month event and, you know, who knows what happens on the other side. But this seems like the freshest slate of characters and creative teams we've seen in a very long time. I know it's easy to give off Future's End vibes, but I feel like this already feels, I don't know. I, I think this just feels more substantial than Future's End did, even though Future's End was a year-long event or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, does, yeah. th- th- this has this has something of a DC 1 million feel to me. Oh, absolutely. Oh, so can I go off on that a little you, bit? I, I'm teeing it up for you, buddy. I okay. want you to pound it. Well, so the first thing I said when I saw the trade dress for this was that I thought it looked like DC 1 million trade dress um, with that kind of uh, two-sided frame going along the side of the issue. Um, the Black Adam story in the Suicide Squad takes place in the 853rd century. <laughs> um, so nuts. Which is DC 1 million time. Um let's see um seven soldiers connection the the guardian in the the cully hamner story is going to be the manhattan guardian no it's the Uh, metropolis guardian i thought it said manhattan no it's his metropolis but it's the character from no it's mel duncan isn't it no it's not mel duncan it's jake i thought jordan it's jake jordan jake jordan's the seven soldiers one I thought it was I Mel Duncan. I think it was. Hold on. I'm looking for I don't think it's Mel now. Duncan. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Jake Jordan, the former Manhattan Guardian, oh, came nice. to the city of tomorrow well, to start over. I told over. you guys. Shit, no, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, but it's it's he's he's written here as the Metropolis Guardian. But the okay, idea is, but he is the Manhattan Guardian. I never you said know, he, he wasn't. Is. You did, too. You specifically <laughs> said it's not the Manhattan Guardian. It's, it's the Metropolis the Mat- Guardian. I didn't say his identity. I meant the title of the character. Jesus. 
What is it, fucking uh, pick on Brian Knight tonight? Right. Come on. Zach, you're right. It's Jake Jordan. It's Jake Jordan, the Manhattan Guardian from Seven Soldiers, like I said. Yeah, and it's like, also Shiloh Norman, Mr. Miracle. Like and from right. Seven Shiloh Soldiers. Norman, Mr. Miracle, yeah. Um, then, and also... Uh, is Ice Spider going to be in this? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, okay, so that's the Seven Soldiers connection. We've done the DC One Million connection. Proteus uh, from JLA. Um, the editor of the Superman line of books said that some of the story ideas were called from the, him talking to Grant Morrison about All-Star Superman and some of the ideas that Grant had that I guess he didn't explore um, through that. Um, this is just covered with Grant Morrison's fingerprints, even though he's not working on any of it. Yeah. They've they, they, Now that Jeff Johns isn't doing any of this, they've moved on from picking Alan Moore clean. And now they're going to start to work on Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's great. Next up, Dan Jurgens. <laughs> oh man, yes. Um, is anybody else feeling like lately Swamp Thing's been set up for a big revival? Yeah, it's weird. You know, yeah. ever ever since his uh, failed. Um, DC Universe TV show, which was not, which was, which was failed. By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Vince. It was failed not because of it being bad, just because it was too expensive to produce. Right, right. Like, oh, did, yeah. Did you guys see it's getting second life on the CW? It is. Yes, we, we are running our old reviews again um, for the CW run of it. Yeah. So, um, but ever ever since that was like announced and put out. There has been like, yeah, Swamp Thing will, um, you know, have a, a digital first title here and there, or uh, he had his own Walmart book. They keep putting out Swamp Thing anthology. There have been multiple Swamp Thing anthologies, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give him a straight title again for some reason, um, and I think they they sidelined him fairly early in Just Sleek Dark, right? Um, there was a, I think that I, I fell off of that, but they, there was like a status quo change with like the parliament of trees. Right. Uh, but he is featured prominently in death metal. Yeah. And then again yeah. here. Right. Yeah. So like in drips and drabs, he, he's been a prominent player for like the last two years in kind of a weird way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not like a Harley Quinn way, but like. But you're definitely right, Brian. There's, they're they're keeping him in their pocket, you know, mm-hmm. for something. Yeah, and it also looks like on one of the Swamp Thing covers, um, there are characters who look a lot like um, uh, what's the the Floronic Man and Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. um, who are both characters with ties to the green who have been used really prominently lately. Um, Poison Ivy has had a lot of speculation and stuff, both in kind of like her, um, you know, her ties and relationship to Harley Quinn. And then there was that uh, story in the Joker's war, the Joker war zone um, one shot that seemed to be maybe teasing a bigger Poison Ivy story coming up soon. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what sort of comes out of this in terms of both like how the line looks and also how if any of these creators are going to wind up sticking on these books or if these are purely people coming in for a few months here or there or they're going to come in for two months now and then you'll see, you know, um, them come back six months down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I really have no idea what to expect from this. Is is what I'm saying. I have no idea what is going to come out of this. And I think that, unlike Future's End, unlike um, Convergence, I, I wonder if we're going to see echoes of this for quite some time. I know that we will get. So we, they just came out on Friday. The solicits for the first month of this. So we will get the February solicits in early to mid-November. And so the March solicits will be the first instance of us finding out, like, who the new Superman writer is, who the new Aquaman writer is. Possibly at that point, I think we're still maybe in Green Lantern, in the Green Lantern zone at that point, right? There's still two issues of the Green Lantern left. Yeah, so... um, you know, we maybe, maybe we won't find that out right now, but I don't know if that is when we'll get the new Flash writer. We got, we know who's doing a couple issues of the Flash, but I don't think that that's the you know the, the team going forward. So come come like December, we should have a a slightly better idea of what the post future state lineup looks like. But I don't know if it's gonna. I think it's gonna take a while before we have a real sense of this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of exciting. It is. It's really exciting, and I and I'm happy to announce and and debut it here. Uh, we're gonna put a pin in our crisis management uh, to cover this weekly when it comes out. Yes, uh, we have to talk about that off the air. How we're gonna exactly do that? Um, no, we're just gonna do it. Just in terms of timing, because. Basically, I guess we can have this conversation on the air. My question is if we want to – so our show comes out on Wednesdays. If we want to be covering the books that came out the day before on Tuesdays or give our listeners a week to read it and then cover it. When we were doing our our new comics show, we were always a week behind. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we want to stay a week behind or because of the sort of the nature of this event, if we want to just push forward and do – you know, do just the next day we're talking about it. If you have an opinion, you can find Vince on Farmers Only and tell him. That is yeah. true. Now I'm a trained uh I'm a trained animal. I'll do whatever you guys tell me to do. Well what would you like to do, Vince? Um I have I don't have an opinion on it. Zach? I I'd, I'd I'd be okay with just doing the next day, I think being relevant okay we'll see all right um anything else about future state we want to talk about i'm just so excited like this is what i mean you guys know me i'm i'm i love the new stuff i love reading the new stuff and this is like 
this is what I this is what I want. This is what I want comics to be. I want them to shake the status quo like all the time. You know, um, I want to look at a teaser and not know what half the stuff is. You know, what was the last teaser we got that um, had it, that had vibes this big? That had vibes like this. I don't know. I mean, the let. The the rebirth teaser was pretty great, even though it didn't have a lot of yeah surprises I've, I've not, on it. I've not felt like this since rebirth. Yeah, Re- I mean rebirth is the last example of something similar at all. But then, like going back, I mean, I think it is Future's End or Convergence or you know. Do you remember there was that Bat Family Thanksgiving teaser? Mm-hmm. With uh, Batman Eternal and Future's End had that. Uh, Michael Janine one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of what I feel like. Because the 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 rebirth one had a bunch of stuff that, like Jay Garrick was on that. We still have barely seen Jay Garrick, like <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, are we gonna? We're covering Endless Winter Weekly too, right? No. Are we? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wish we were, but we're not. You guys aren't that fun. Yeah, because no, you're gonna have a ton to say about an Andy Lanning Ron Mars series every week, right? I will be more prepared for that than. <laughs> Again, these promises are made. And, uh... I I I have a personal relationship with Ron Mars to uphold here, so I can't I can't have you clowning on this. Okay. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one who said you're gonna have a lot to say hey, about. This I've read. Shitty... I've met Ron Mars three times. Okay. I have to I have to protect this. Um, okay. All right. No, I don't have to protect anything. Uh, anyway, anything else to say about Future State? I'm really excited. Yeah, so am I. I am. Uh, this is the most excited I've been conceptually about comics since Rebirth. But yeah, DC Comics, at least, yes. But but it but it's been tempered by the temporary nature of all of it. We know it's just a, t- a short event. Uh, that almost makes me like it better because it's just like I will be excited about this thing for two months and then I don't have to care anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how I want my comics. I want DC to do this for the rest of time. I want them to maybe I want them to carve out like one to two months, like maybe every if they did like two months of this like twice a year that'd be perfect and that's all i would read and it'd be great <laughs> so you yeah. would check out for eight months of the year yeah absolutely they they need to do i i think i proposed this to you guys um in lads chat but they need to do what marvel is basically doing except with their whole line because marvel i mean it may even go back further than this but remember when war of the realms like shortly before War of the Realms came out, um, Marvel started doing these calendars that were like May, War of the Realms, you know, June, some spider event, whatever, mm-hmm. July, Dawn of X. You know, mm-hmm. it was a different corner of their line had a major event going on. And they've been doing that ever since because now it's, it's uh, you know, there's another X-Men event. There's the King in Black shit coming right off the back of that. You know, like, they're just doing it over and over again. Why why not, DC? Why don't you just do a new event every two or three months? Just keep it going. I'm, I'm 
I'm gonna go even. Yeah, ex- DC for should the whole always ride. have an event. Yes. DC should always have an event going, and books can it can be different scope and scale. Different books can tie in or not tie in, but every month there is a there's an event. Absolutely, absolutely, because the thing about it is that like. We're going to get booed so much for this. People oh, yes. Hate we events. By me. Are, they also yeah. love them. <laughs> we are, but we're right. You know, why are you booing us? And we're right. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that the event doesn't have to be the like cataclysmic. This changes everything event. Yeah, because it can like, be endless winter. It can be endless winter because like, like even that I'm interested in not on this level, but I'm like, oh, that's just that's like a you know, one month, whatever, it's going to be, it's going to be fun or it's going to be, it's going to suck, but we're going to move on. But it's something different. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think when comics are most boring to me and everyone's different, I guess, but like, it's so boring to read a decompressed Batman title. That's just doing, it's boring to read Tomasi's detective comics right now. Oh, that's what, absolutely. that's what I'm talking about. You know, um, I don't want that anymore. (laughs) No. Well, it's so fun to get a complete story in one month or two months. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And I love the way I love the way Marvel does it, where they like weave in and out because like the Empire stuff, the Empire stuff seamlessly weaved in and out of X-Men. Yes. And yeah, exactly. Books can kind of choose to weave in and out when appropriate or when like a creator has an idea um and you don't have to even read the whole event if you don't want to see i'm Um, i'm fine with more events as long as not everything is tying into every event that's yes that's that would be a huge caveat with me like i think that this uh honestly like the endless winter like, I don't care about it in this winter at all. I, I'm not, like, excited about it. I'll probably read it. But I think it's very cool how, like, you know, whatever. What's going on in Aquaman right now? I'm not reading it. But this one issue is going to, like, tie into this series. And, like, if you're reading Aquaman and you don't care about that, you only care about, like, Kelly Sue DeConnick's, like, overarching story, you just skip that month. Um, and it's not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this before, but um, I'm gonna fuck up the name. I think it's day is day of judgment. The event we read where all the demons come to earth. Um, I think it's day of judgment. Day of judgment, yeah, because day of vengeance is the yes. That that's I I get that confused all the time. So when Mm -hmm. when day of judgment happened, every book got like it was one month where they all had to do day of judgment tie-ins. I think you're thinking of uh, the one before Day of Judgment, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it's Day of Judgment. Not the I... Mark Wade one. No, because they did that too, though, didn't they? I have a specific in- point here, which is which is Day of Judgment related, which is okay. that the okay. a- the Hour Man series that was running, the Tom Payer okay. Hour Man series. Uh, Payer told me I did an interview with him about this a few months ago. He said that his thing was that he would do any tie-in DC wanted with the caveat that the character had to stick around afterwards. 
And so he took the demon from Day of Judgment and made him a regular character in the Hourman book. Brilliant. And that's super fun. Like I, I love that. I think that's that's a great idea. And I feel like if more creators were able to do that sort of stuff, I'd be fine with more events. What bugs me about events is if you've got a really great run going and then you have to pause for a time that doesn't mean anything and is never referenced again. That's what bothers yeah. me about events. Oh, absolutely. The, the synergy is the thing. And that's why I we talk about it on the show all the time. Like I, I love when the creatives get together and they craft this thing where they all have to meet some common goal, you know? And, um, and I think, yeah, like if, if you were in this imaginary world planning on doing event after event after event, I feel like you would, you would have to sort of bleed in and out a little more and be a little more synergistic across your, you know, you would need editors who are more actively making things fit here and there. People like Mark Wade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. One well, other point I want to make before I shut up about this. Um, just going back to the what comes after Future State. Uh-huh. I think, you know, we talked a little bit in Lad's chat about, um, you know, d- how, how much of the line relaunches with new number ones and how much just picks up with the numbering as it came before. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys were more on the side of, well, they, they said everything's going to kind of just pick back up after this. Um, and so I think you, you guys assume most of the titles, except for things that don't, except for books that don't exist anymore right now because they got canceled or whatever. Most of the titles are picking back up with their numbering is what you think, right? Yes. And my point, I don't, I don't think you guys are wrong, you know, but my point is, and I just want to get this on the podcast to pick back numbering up after you go through endless winter and then future state, who is going to remember to pick up, uh, Aquaman 58 or whatever, (laughs) Who's going to remember, like, from a practical standpoint, from the person who comes into a shop and doesn't meticulously plan their pull list or their or what they're buying from week to week like the sickos like us do, like, to come back four months later with a Justice League that picks up at issue 50-whatever, that, that just seems weird to me. Can I Can I offer two counters to that? Yeah, sure. The first is that I don't think many people are going into comic shops without a plan nowadays. Like, I think if you're going to a comic shop, you know this shit. Sure, but then, but then, before you bring up your other point, but then, what is DC doing? Like, if 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 DC um, is doing all this restructuring to the way that they're selling comics or trying to reach audiences if they are to assume that most people go into a comic shop with a plan these days, how is that helping them get additional readers? How is that helping, helping them get over this problem that keeps casual readers out? Well, I think that's, that's part of what I was going to say next, which is that okay, go for it. I think that if we're talking, if we're talking the books that are coming out in March 
I don't know how much a number one makes a difference versus an all-star creative team. Like, yes, Bendis' Superman got a bit of a bump because he was coming in on 1001 and number one, right? But I think that if you want to put a great new creative team on Aquaman, you can make Aquaman 58 special. I mean, I would say the biggest non-number one DC has had since the new 52 was the Batgirl of Burnside, and that came mid-run. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you wanted to dedicate your resources to making these books feel special again, you could do that. The other thing is this. I think that DiDio leaving and Javins coming in and a new, I don't know if it's a CEO or publisher, whatever whatever the esports bros title is going to be. I think with all of that churning. Daniel Cherry. Yes, Daniel Cherry. Uh, I don't think that there is necessarily like, I don't think they're ready for a relaunch yet. And so I think there's benefit in saying to this pleases all the audiences. If you're if you're a true blue Wednesday warrior, love the current stuff, you can say, listen, after two months of future state, you're getting back what you want. And that can mean all new number ones in July. And and you're you're not you're not you're not going in without a plan here. I think one of the things that DC is hopefully going to get from a new boss is just to have things a little bit more planned out and not rush so much stuff. And it seems to me like right now Batman is in good hands with Tynion and everything else is wrapping up so you can take a you're going to get this big sales bump for January, February. So you can take March and April to figure this shit out and come the summer relaunch with all new number ones, especially if COVID is still a thing beginning of next year, which it's going to be, spoiler alert. And, you know, you do you really want to relaunch your line in the middle of a pandemic? Another reason I don't think we're getting a relaunch is because I think there's probably going to be a big summer event. And I kind of think that we're going to have another holding pattern few months <laughs> from like you know march to june. june yeah um which is what that's four months yeah i think we'll have another holding pattern where we just get kind of like some um some a few books will kind of run their course and get canceled some books will be kind of kept along on life support with like you know the the dc digital first type stories um just kind of you know fill in mm creators doing little arcs here and there and then we'll get this big event in july or august that might then lead to new number ones which would lead to new number ones maybe in like 2022 who's doing the new event bendis yes it's bendis yeah definitely leviathan stuff or something different Mm, i so i do think that we might in that we still have to get that checkmate series that has not been resolicited yet, or maybe that is getting revamped and retooled into whatever Bendis's event is going to be. Well, he told me when I talked to him earlier this year that whatever the next event Leviathan, what was it called? Leviathan checkmate. Was that what it was called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that is still happening. Right. Um. Yeah. But he, he said that it's kind of because of, the deal leaving and the shakeups it's gonna have to 
change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe that'll still happen, but I still think we're going to get like a different event from him. A I agree. More like mainstream event. I agree. But look, not here's, illustrated here's, by Alex Maleev. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The Green Lantern has two issues left and there's no reason they have to start a Green Lantern book as soon as the Green Lantern ends. Yeah, they won't. And I feel like there's going to be a lot. Like, one of the things about Endless Winter is that it 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 fills a bunch of time. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got, um, you know. Endless, uh, endless Spring. I would say the Vernal Equinox <laughs> special or whatever. That's a, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, a month-long event there. Or we get, you know, like Beach Blanket Bingo, DC Comics, where it's all summer-themed stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if you see more stuff like this becoming – both the norm and also a way to kill time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'm excited though. I am too. It all seems much more manageable and sure. There's a lot of stuff I'm not interested in, but the few things that I'm am interested in, I'm very interested in. So that's good. I, I, I think future States can be a lot of fun. I do too. And I look forward to our covering it weekly just so that Vince can be happy again. Yeah, I'll never be happy. Happier. Hey, look, think about it. I know I know this year's been rough, buddy, but you got a uh Matt from the National record just came out. <laughs> Sufjan record just came out. The Packers are pretty good this year. Yeah. You know. Oh, all 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 meaningless piffle. Oh, stop. In the in the grand in the grand waltz of the universe. I mean, you're not wrong, but... When, you know. Lord, when is my time? Uh, not until after Future State. <laughs> Thank God. Well, thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate it. You can find two-thirds of us on Twitter. I am at Brian Needs a Nap. And I am at Wilker Fox. If you need Vince, he is counting down by Mark cross- crossing off a date the on the calendar. The day is till my death. No, I was going to say every day until future state. But if you want to go dark, go dark, pal. It's fine. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, our new Comics Roundup installments. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, guys. Yep, in a world with no lawyers. Does that mean we have to kill Walt? <laughs> we got to kill Walt. <laughs>